all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm back again. I had another little hiatus there. Lots going on in my life. Um, Won't get into it. Just some health problems, some toddler problems, some husband problems. (laughs) Just too too much to get into right now. Um, I have been uh, watching a lot of TV, though, and I want to talk really quickly about Beavis and Butthead, the new series. So this is the second time they've tried to bring the show back. (laughs) Uh, they try to bring it back, like, when was it? Like, maybe 2000... I don't know. 14, maybe? I don't know. Sometime around then. And it was funny, and I loved it, and then it just went off the air again. And, uh, now they brought it back, and it's on Paramount+, Plus. and if you guys are fans of Beavis and Butthead, you really need to check this show out. Uh... Honestly, I was watching it, and I literally just transformed back to 1993. You know, like, it's the same format. Now, the only different thing is that there's, you know, there's no more music videos anymore. So you can't, they can't riff them, you know. They can't make fun of them. But now, they're making fun of TikTok videos, YouTube videos, um, you know, just, I have, oh, there's probably a new one right now. There's two new episodes as of last week. I think it's, it aired the first, the first airing was, I think it's, it dropped last Thursday or last Wednesday night on Paramount Plus, And it's going to be a weekly new episode. It's going to be like a series and you're not going to be able to just, you know, like, like binge, binge that, that, you know. But anyways, uh, you guys really need to watch it. It's really good. It's just as funny. The animation is totally different because we're in 2022 now, you know, and that was 1993, you guys. That was a long time ago when the animation was crap. It's the same voices. Um, I really recommend watching it. It was pretty funny. Um, just want to talk about that before I forgot it. <laughs> so the episode I'm going to do today and literally, you guys, I just, I was like, what am I going to do? I got to do a podcast. Which one am I going to do? And I didn't even give it a thought. I'm like, let's do a Married with Children. I haven't watched that one in a while. So I'm going to be doing Married with Children, season three, episode, uh, where are we? Six. Episode six called Her Cups Runneth Over. <laughs> this is from January 15th, 1989. What a damn good year. I was turning, I was nine, almost 10. I turned 10 in April of 89. And uh, I remember this episode. I think my parents used to watch this show. Pretty sure. And I was like, whoa. You know, a lot of the jokes I don't get, I get it now, but I didn't get them back then, you know. So I'm going to go over the music and the movies. And again, I apologize for my absence. You know, shit happens, guys. A lot, you know. Life goes on, and, and sometimes a podcast is going to have to take the back burner, you know? Okay, so we're going to start with music. Oh, shoot. What happened to it? Oh, no. A pop-up. Okay. This is for January 14th, 1989. Now, remember, Married to Children aired on Sundays. It was always on Sundays. I think it was always on Sundays. 
it was always after Simpsons or like on the same night as the Simpsons. Uh, and Simpsons has never been on any day but Sunday. Has, has it? Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but did I just lose my internet? Oh, good Lord. Are you kidding me right now? Sorry about that, guys. Thought I was having internet issues. I work from home, and uh, I, I don't know if I've told you guys what I, I put it on my Facebook page, but I'm a medical coder, and I work from home, and uh, I have to have very reliable internet. <laughs> it's like it's like pertinent that I have very reliable internet, and sometimes I don't, and that kind of sucks. Okay, so uh, number one, now this is the week of January 14th, 1989. Number one, my prerogative, Bobby Brown. Good Lord, I remember when he like ruled the airwaves. Number two, Two Hearts, Phil Collins. Number three, Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Poison, yeah. Oh, I remember this one. Don't Rush Me, Taylor Dane. Armageddon, It, Def Leppard. I do not know that song. In Your Room, The Bangles. That's a good song. Man, I haven't heard that one in a while. Oh, yeah. Smooth Criminal, Michael Jackson. You want to hear something crazy? That album came out in 1987, and that is still a popular song. They were playing his hits from that album for years. Uh, number eight, I don't, know, I don't remember the song at all. I Remember Holding You by The Boys Club. Who the hell is a boys club? Uh, number nine, Put a Little Love in Your Heart, Annie Lennox and Al Green. Oh, good song. The Way You Love Me, Karen White. Karen White was good. Uh, I remember when, uh, in 1989, New Kids on the Block was the big thing. Loved them. Okay, movies. Uh, there are some interesting ones here. I literally recognize two. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen two of them. Uh, number one, Three Fugitives. I did see this movie, and I saw it at the, at the freaking drive-in. With Martin Short, uh, who the heck was, el who else was in that one? Um, it was two guys and the little girl. A reformed bank robber is taken hostage by a desperate man during a bank holdup, but is forced to go on the run with his captor when they are both mistakenly thought to be in cahoots. There's a little girl, though. They, like, they kidnap the little girl, or... Uh, well, now I have to look at this, because I'm going to be thinking about this the whole time. Sorry to go off on another tangent again. Three Fugitives. Um, Martin Short and Nick Nolte. That's what I thought. I thought it was Nick Nolte. And there's a little girl in it. And I don't remember how the little girl comes into play. Okay, anyways. Um, after Three Fugitives, uh, number two is Deep Star Six. Is that a Star Trek movie? Uh, number three, The January Man. Number four, Physical Evidence. Number five, Gleaming the Cube. That's that skateboarding movie with Christian Slater. Good movie. Uh, number six, Pumpkinhead. Number seven, Parents. Don't know what that one is. Number eight, The Terror Within. Number nine, The Experts. Number ten, Manifesto. And the rest of them, I don't even know. <laughs> Never even heard of these. But yeah, so it wasn't a huge uh, month for movies in January of 1989. This episode I'm, to, I'm about to review is very famous because it was, uh, you know, back in the day when people used to write to the television shows and say, I don't appreciate you putting, you know, 
you know, half-naked women on a channel that my child can watch, you know, like, stuff like that, and they'd, like, they'd, like, uh, there's a Simpsons episode about it, where Marge, like, wrote into, uh, the Itchy and Scratchy show about the violence. There were a lot of people back then, I don't, I think now you just complain about it on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram, but, uh, back then you had to actually write physical letters to the, to the networks. So, I'm just gonna tell you the story really quick because, uh, it's pretty funny. So this girl, uh, let me see if I have the article here. Okay. This is one of the key episodes which Michigan housewife and family values, in quotes, activist Terry Ricolta found so offensive that she began a letter writing campaign to the show's sponsors to try to pressure them to withdraw their sponsorship and for Fox to move the show to a later time slot more appropriate for mature programming. This led to the Rakolta boycott. A few sponsors did cancel their commercials, and the episode I'll See You in Court was pulled from airing during season three, but her efforts had exactly the opposite effect to that which she wanted. The story spread like wildfire and resulted in a huge jump in the ratings for the show. It made Married with Children a major hit and put Fox Network on the map. So it completely backfired. And and I gotta say, if this is the episode she's so concerned about, there are so many much worse episodes than this in the later seasons. Like, there are some really bad ones. N- not, like, bad, like, terrible, but very, very risque, very, very vulgar episodes. And this is nothing compared to some of those episodes. So it's kind of funny. But I guess back in 89, it, this was, like, very taboo, you know? Um, for some reason, I was allowed to watch Married with Children. That <laughs> there were shows that my parents did not let me watch because it was too adult, this was one of the most adult shows out there, and I was allowed to watch it. And I, I, I never understood that, but thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad, because uh, that's one of my favorite shows. Um, so, uh, and I know that they have mentioned Terry Ricolta's, not, well, they haven't mentioned her name, but they've mentioned a Michigan housewife a lot in the show, which is kind of funny. Um, I'm looking at the rest of the trivia here. Okay, so that's all about Terry Ricolta. So... Uh, now I'll see you in court was, was more risque than this one. That episode is funny. And that's one of the ones they call it the lost episodes, which I'll have to do it one day, but it's, it's, uh, it's an episode where (laughs) it's so funny. Peggy and Al and Marcy and Steve, they both were patrons of this hotel the come on in or something is some really gross name and they were recorded there was a video recorder there was a voyeur recording them having sex okay uh how did they find out though oh my gosh my marriage children friends are probably screaming this at me how did they find out i don't remember i have to watch that again anyways they end up going to court they they sue the hotel they sue the the owners of the hotel And it's so funny, but it's great. It's dirty. It's very dirty. So I can kind of see, you know, but I don't know. Um, I just love this show. I don't care how vulgar it is. And I know it's so sexist against women and 
I just don't care about that. I just think it's so funny. All right. So we are going to get started with this episode. Hi, right, Peg. How you doing? How am I doing? It's my birthday, and you have the audacity to ask me how I'm doing? The best years of my life are over. And the worst part is, I spent them with you. <laughs> By the way, Al, am I still attractive? Peg, you're still the same knee in the groin you were when you were 16. <laughs> I don't believe you. You didn't say it with feeling. You're an insensitive hog of a man. Oh, I gotta do something to shake these birthday blues. I know. Give me money. I'm gonna shop till you drop. Oh, uh, by the way, Al, this does not get you off the hook for a present. And this year, I want something different. Well, Peg, I only know how to do it one way. And one day, maybe you'll get it right. So before that scene, which is hilarious, uh, this is when the the sex jokes start coming in, like, you know, like, coming on strong here. But uh, before that scene, Peggy was uh, dancing and like kind of like lip syncing to uh, Respect by Aretha Franklin, which I just looked up. That song was from 1966. Um, And the, the guy on the radio, he says something like, do you remember that song? Well, if you do, you must be a hundred because it's over 20 years old. And I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, this episode was 33 years ago because I'm 43 and I was almost 10 when this episode aired. So this episode's 33 years old. And then, <laughs> and then Aretha Franklin song was, t- he said it was over, it was over 20 years ago. So that is a long ass time ago. <laughs> so... When it was an oldie to the Bundys, you know, it's really an oldie now. I mean, like like they say, like Red Hot Chili Peppers is an oldie now. I mean, that's just so depressing, you guys. I can't even think about it. Uh, so Peggy wants to do what I like to do on my birthday. She wants to go shopping because you're depressed on your birthday, you know? What I do on my birthday, I go and I do all my free stuff. I get my Red Robin burger. I get my Sephora makeup. Uh, I get, there's so many things. I think, oh, you can get a, you can get a, uh, do you guys know that at, at, uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts on your birthday, you can get a free dozen donuts? That was the best one I had this year. That was pretty cool. Um, of course my free Starbucks, but yeah, that's what I do. And I also like to go to the mall and and just kind of spoil myself. You know, it's my birthday. So I... Peggy's my spirit animal with this. Like that's definitely what I would do to on my birthday. And uh, you know, she's like Al's probably she's thinking Al's not gonna get her a nice present. You know, it's just not gonna you know it's not gonna be a good birthday for her. But uh we will see, won't we? <laughs> Kelly, let me ask you a question. Daddy, no matter what you heard on the streets, I'm a good girl and I never would have done that. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's about your mother. Daddy, no matter what you heard on the street, she's a good girl and she never... No! I want to talk about her birthday. I don't know what to get your mother. Maybe your being a girl will come in handy for once. Any ideas? Well, it's not as easy as it sounds, Dad. She's real down about this age thing. You've got to understand something. Mom was around before I was even born. 
It's harder for a woman to get old. There's so many more places to sag. You know, I've seen those college girls just starting to age. The little lines they get around their eyes when they smile. The hair on their knuckles starting to darken. The fear in their face as they find themselves staring at the big two-five. Well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that Wait, what was the question? <laughs> oh gosh, Kelly, so much to unpack here. This is like when Kelly's sluttiness or lack of sluttiness, you know, a lot of people will argue this, that Kelly was not as much as a slut as everybody thought she was on the show. Like, it was just kind of implied. Um, some people was even saying she's a virgin. I don't know about that one, but... Uh, who said that? Was it Christina Applegate who said that herself? She says something like, maybe Kelly wasn't as much as a slut as everybody thought. Um, there's a whole bunch of like interviews about it. Uh, but this is definitely where it starts to come in, <laughs> come into play. And also her, uh, her, bl- her blonde bimbo-ness comes into play too. Uh, wait, what was the question? That's so Kelly. This is classic Married to Children right here. Do you guys remember when I did the episode of the camping show? This is the same season. The camping show was the first episode of season three, or maybe it was not the first. It was one of the first episodes of season three, and I uh, I love season three. It's probably one of my f- well, some it's kind of hit and miss. It's not my one. It's not like my like my top favorite season, but it's definitely up there. Uh, anyways, Al doesn't know what to get Peggy. I mean, does any husband know what to get their wife for her birthday? I can't even remember what I got for my birthday. Oh, yeah. I got a coffee maker. I got this awesome, awesome coffee maker. Uh, It's a latte, espresso, and cappuccino maker. It's called the Mr. Coffee Barista. Oh, my God. It's awesome. So my husband got me a whole bunch of coffees and uh, coffee syrups and a coffee recipe book. And that was a nice gift. Um, so Al's on the phone the next, the next scene, <laughs> wanting to order some flowers. I'd like some flowers for my wife's birthday. Uh, how much will that run me? A dozen roses. Whoa! Well, what about for some seeds? <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's such an Al thing to say. It reminds me, I don't know why, but it reminds me of, like, when he's trying to get the car insurance for his, uh, for, for the kids uh, in the No Chicken, No Check episode. Is that the one? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not that one. Um, uh, fish and Chips. You guys remember which one I'm talking about? Uh, fish, Chips, and Auto Insurance. It was the episode where uh, they, they totaled the BMW and Al got bit by the dog. <laughs> I can't remember what the episode's called, but it was pretty funny. Um, it kind of reminds me of that, the, the, the humor. So Peggy comes home from shopping with a whole bunch of bags and she's like, I shopped and I shopped and I couldn't get happy. Look at all this stuff. I don't even want it. And she just throws like all this crap on the couch. And uh, then she she tells Al that her bra has been discontinued. Now this is a big thing for women, okay? When you find a bra or a pair of underwear, like a brand of underwear, you stick with that bra, that underwear, that uh uh, shoe that everything the women stick with women products okay they stick with their bras they stick with their underwear so when you find out your bra is being discontinued that is a problem because you know you have this certain bra you've been wearing for a long time 
and you have to find a substitute and that is really hard to do sometimes. Uh, so that's what the episode's about. <laughs> Al has to find her bra. It's such a basic, basic plot line, but God damn, it's funny. <laughs> they stopped making it. My fancy figure 327 is a thing of the past. Oh, Al, what's going to become of my breasts? I love how my bosom looks in the fancy figure 327. It lifts. It cradles. Al, that is the only style bra I have ever worn. Come on, Peg. The guys will look good at anything. <laughs> you mean that, Al. You'll still love your little squeezies. <laughs> well, sure, Peg, but... Uh... Promise to keep him locked up till the sun goes down? Well, I'm going to have to do something about it sooner or later. So I bought 15 different bras. This is the only one that comes close. The Maxi Force 911 Easy Loader. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I'm thinking on my birthday, do I run to you with my underwear looking for help? Well, maybe you should. Then I could tell you that the bigger hole goes in front. <laughs> so that's kind of a cute conversation, you know. The guys will look great in anything. And uh, I love how she bought 15 bras. And, like, why didn't you try them on? She's like, I found only one, I found only one that comes close. <laughs> to something, something. Maxi Easy Loader. It just sounds like a gun. It's so funny that some of these names. Fancy Figure 327. That's hilarious. Um, okay. A little little side story about, about underwear. So whenever... It, it's actually underwear and socks. So whenever my husband... If I see my husband has uh, like a hole in his sock... I always call him Al Bundy. Uh, if there's like a hole in his underwear, I say, um, wh who are you, Al Bundy? Like, can I buy you some dang underwear? No, there's still elastic in there. It's, it's still okay. And that's what Al says in one episode. I don't remember which one it is, but it's just reminded me of that. I don't know. There's always a lot of underwear jokes. There's like this one episode where, where, uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she says something like, I haven't bought Al underwear in like seven years basically implying that he's worn the same pair of underwear for seven years Ugh. gross um i just thought that was kind of funny i don't know as i get older i realize my life is like married with children i mean i have one child married with crazy three-year-old peggy I just heard about your bra. I'm so sorry. Do you have a backup? No. Peggy, you have got to plan ahead. Now, I have a backup, and I break it in gradually, so it's not such a shock. And I'm always out scouting. The pretty petite 204 looks promising. But that's more of a power bra. What you need is a nice, all-purpose utility bra. But with more women joining the workforce, those are hard to find. Oh, tell me about it. I don't know why we even need bras. Well, I think it's to keep your breast off the plate when you eat. <laughs> 
know if we could have a luau. <laughs> no, he's got to go to work tomorrow and earn that big money. <laughs> You guys, this is like classic murdered children right here. Marcy comes in. This is before everybody screams, Woo! When everybody comes through the door, you know. That started like in season five, six. When did that start, guys? I'm talking to you guys. Annabelle, Stefan, Matt. Uh, who else? Luigi. <laughs> um, no, no. When did that start? I, I don't know. But this, like... I mean, I know that, like, uh, Al would always refer to Marcy as, like, a chicken, you know, with the chicken legs, and Marcy would always refer to him as, like, you know, a Neanderthal, a pig, whatever. So this is kind of like, you know, this is where it really starts to take flight, like, for reals. This season is where it really starts to take flight. Um, And there's so many... (laughs) in, In this scene... Al is between the two girls. Like, he always is. He's always between them. They're always talking over him. It's so funny. He's always looking miserable, you know. And, of course, you know, the line, it's a key. <laughs> I don't know why we even need bras. I think it's to keep your breasts off the plate when you eat. I mean, I don't have that problem. I don't know anybody who does. I also want to know what a power bra is. I'm, th- I'm kind of thinking that might be like a sports bra. What they call a sports bra now? Um, this is definitely a women's episode, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I'm really curious what a power bra is. And then Marcy makes a good point. She says a lot of women are going back into the workforce, and that was very true in the late '80s. Very true. Um. Anyways, you know, they're just talking over him like they always do, and. And Steve comes in and uh, says, hey, I know where you can find those bras. Odd that she hasn't tried Francine's of Hollywood in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. It's the ultimate lingerie store. That's where I send for those special um, items I get from Marcy. (laughs) Do you think they'd have her bra? Their motto is, if you've got the boulders, we've got the holders. (laughs) It's a long way to go, though, isn't it? I'll drive. <laughs> so I think the store that Steve is referring to, are they are um, talking about Francine's of Hollywood. But of course, this place is in Wisconsin. And a uh, little side note, I have been to Chicago. And I have driven through, I've driven through Chicago myself, driven through, uh, w- went past O'Hare Airport. The traffic is gnarly. And went right into Wisconsin, and it's not that far. Um, I don't know how far this place is in the show, but it's not too far from Chicago. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of like when I need bras, I go to the outlet stores, you know? I don't just go to Victoria's Secret, because I'm a bigger person and I don't really wear those. So they don't have my size. So I go to the outlet stores, which is kind of, I don't know, kind of seems like this might be like some type of, some type of outlet store. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, they do. So don't you guys just love Steve? Right before uh, Al answered the door and, and, you know, Steve came in, Al said, I'm glad you're here. I need a bra, Steve. 
<laughs> and Steve says, makeup, a little makeup wouldn't hurt either. And uh, just, I don't know. He cracks me up. I, I Jefferson, I never really, sorry guys, I never really liked Jefferson. Uh, Steve was always the best neighbor of all of them. And that's the one I grew up with, honestly, you know. Uh, I remember when they, the, the, the episode that I remember very vividly that my parents watched was the one where it's called, but I didn't shoot the deputy from season one and Al shoots Steve and Marcy's watchdog. You guys remember that one? That one was very, very familiar to me. And that was like from 1987, you know, that was a long time ago, but I remember that. Um, and then when Steve left in season four, I was like, what happened? Uh, I mean, that that sucked because he was great. I, I kind of wish I could have seen what Married Children was like with Steve still. And then when he came back for like his guest spots, that was always really cool. Really a good treat. <laughs> I knew women looked like this. I knew it. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Would you know where they put the bun sparkle? I think they keep that in the produce department. Thanks. Whoa, so many things I want. <laughs> May I help you? Uh, yes, we'd like to buy some breasts. A breast. <laughs> and breasts. Uh, actually, uh, we're up from Chi-Town. We're interested in the fancy figure 327 for my friend here. Size? Oh, gee, I, I don't know. Uh, about this tall. <laughs> oh, I see. Don't be embarrassed. We often cater to people like you. Now, what size does your boyfriend like to see you in? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't, you don't understand. Uh, we're married. And not to each other, to uh, women. <laughs> And if I was gay, I'd like to think I could do better than him. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? You don't turn me on. There, I said it. Anyway, I'm looking for a bra for my wife, who is a woman. Uh, sorta. Well, then I'll need to know her cup size. Is she my size? <laughs> Sir? Oh, I'm sorry. I was sweating into my eyes. <laughs> what did you say? What's her cup size? Oh, like, uh... uh oh, miss, uh, excuse me. C could you help us out here a minute? Um... um <laughs> what do you think, Steve? About like this? I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> All right, well, that was a long clip, but it, it was necessary because that's like my favorite line in the show. One of them. Well, well, one of them, one of my favorite jokes, and this is a visual, but that's my favorite line. I love that. I'm not speaking to you, Al. Oh, my God, that cracks me up. The first time I saw that, I was on the floor. I was just on the floor right now. I haven't seen this episode in a long time, and oh, I needed that laugh, you guys. It's just been such a shitty, shitty couple weeks. Anyways, back to the show. <laughs> so... It's kind of more of a visual what I just played, but Al is, like, trying to figure out what size Peggy is. That would have been smart, Al. Maybe you should have looked at her size before you left. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think my husband knows my size. I don't think guys know that, you know? Um, 
but he, uh, yeah, he, she should have done that. So he's, <laughs> he's like looking at, oh, but by the way, the salesperson is wearing like the skankiest pleather outfit. Like, so it's like a pleather, like, I, it's like a tube top with the sleeve. She looks very 80s. And so did Kelly in that last scene too. She looked very 80s as well. Like they could be in like a, you know, hairband music video, you know. Uh, but she's not very big. But then this big blonde lady comes out. Not big, but, you know, big, big boobed blonde lady comes out. And Al's like, miss. And he puts his hands kind of like near her, which is kind of not okay to do these days, you know. I mean, back in... I can kind of see what Terry Ricolta was talking about here. But um, he's trying to figure out Pe- Peg's size. And literally, he never, ever... I mean, that's... that's Okay, as somebody who buys bras, that is hard to do if you don't have the right size. You don't know what size they are. You have to... There's a cup size, and there's a band size. So the cup size, obviously, is a cup. The band size is, you know, how it goes across your, your back and your chest. And uh, when you don't know it, that's when you have to get measured. But he doesn't have her to measure, so he has to kind of just make a guess. And I guess, obviously, if it's wrong, then he'll have to bring him back. But, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so he finds out the right size, and he wants 10 of them. He orders 10 of them. And luckily they have 10. Uh, and then, you know, Steve is still hurt that Al doesn't think he's attractive. <laughs> and he decides to go into the triple X, you know, section of the store. Oh, I'm sorry, but not before he pokes the nipple of a mannequin. And Al says, Steve, you should be ashamed of yourself. He's like, oh, come on, Al. She was, you saw how she was dressed. Okay, that is very not okay to say these days. But, um, because that's like kind of victim shaming. But, uh, back then it worked, I guess, right? God, times have changed, haven't they? Hey, Pops! How they hang? Oh, not too bad, son, not too bad. I see you ordered the fancy figure 327. Solid bra. A bra with his feet on the ground. A real man's bra. <laughs> yeah, look at that. <laughs> And they wonder why we call them queens. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a law. Pops, phone. It's your wife. Nag, nag, nag. Everybody, <laughs> she. <laughs> I know. Well, nice try, Mars. <laughs> so a lot of my. A lot of my favorite things are visuals, and that's it's hard to convey on a podcast. Oh, boy. But there's this old man sitting at the counter. I guess he's at the register. And uh, old man, you know. And Al's talking to him, and that's who, you know, that's who he's complaining about his wife. And then they talk about there's this guy who's wearing, like, a purple top, like a purple tank top, and he has a crown on his head, and he's, like, kind of preening. And that's when Al says, ah, they wonder why we call them queens. First of all, that wouldn't fly today. They know, I mean, I don't know anybody that calls gay people queens. Do you guys, I, I, that's just something from the, you know, the eighties, I guess, seventies, eighties. But, and you know, it's like, it's like, 
it's a dang shit. It's a damn shame or whatever the hell the guy says. And <laughs> he comes out wearing a, uh, like a, what is that called? Lingerie on his legs. Like the ones that, uh, oh my God, I know there's a name for this. I have to look this up. I'm sorry. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Okay, so what he's wearing is like women's underwear with a garter strap attached to the underwear down to the legs. And he's wearing high heels. Oh my God. The first time I saw that, I died, you guys. I died. It was so funny. Because like here, you know, you can't tell because he's hiding behind like a, a desk. So you can't tell. And Al was talking about, yeah, that, you know, feminine guys suck or whatever the hell he was saying. And this guy just, Paul, he just walks right out. Oh, God, it's so funny. I, and then the look on Al's face. This is like one of the beginning uh, seasons, beginning episodes where you can start to see he has the funniest facial expressions. He really does, like, the funniest facial expressions. And he just looks so, like, so, like, so horrified. <laughs> so Al gets his bras and uh, and she says, do you need some paddles to go with them? What the hell are paddles? Paddles. I, I don't know. Uh, paddles for bras? Are they like, the only thing I can think of are maybe like, uh, like, well, let me look this up too. Sorry guys, hold on. I gotta look this up too. Okay, so from what I can tell by Googling this, because I don't think these things exist anymore, what it does is it kind of, uh, you put them on the side of your boobs and it kind of moves the boobs towards the middle. So they're perkier is what I'm kind of guessing. It li- it says it lifts and... I don't know. I need to ask my friend who who used to work at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> She'll, she'd know what that is. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she says, would you like some paddles to go with it? And Al says, no, I don't have a ping pong table. I'd probably say the same thing. I'd be like, what the hell are paddles? <laughs> so Marcy and Peg are at Peg's house still. They're still trying to, you know, like invent the right bra, you know, with, with all her old bras, which I don't even know how you would do that. I don't know, but Marcy got Peg a gift. It's a stripper. And oh my God, his hair is so 80s, you guys. He has the biggest mullet. He's got a nice body, but he's not quite like my type, but he's very 80s. He's a total 80s stripper. (laughs) Anyways, they have fun with that. And, uh... The kids walk. <laughs> the kids walk in on this, and we get this uh, reaction. Oh my gosh! I forgot about a very important part. <laughs> All right. So, before we go to Peg and the stripper, I apologize, guys. I watch these as I go, so I forgot about this scene. Before we go to there, Al is still at the lingerie store, and he's waiting for his change <laughs> because he bought the ten bras. And there's a lady in the dressing room who says, excuse me, sir, can you help me with something? 
No, she asks if he's straight, which is something else you wouldn't really hear these days. Are you straight? So uh, he says, yeah, the hairs my chest are. And she's like, if you were my boyfriend, would you like this? And she like has this like really, really, really like sexy lingerie on. And Al just like stares at her. And then she's like, or what, what is, is it better without the bra? Like this. And she takes the bra off and Al faints. And I'm just thinking in my, my head, like, who the hell does this? Who does this? In real life, who does this? I don't know. Different time, guys. Different time. So here's a scene where the kids walk in on Peggy. Sorry, guys. Hi, Mom. Dad dead? <laughs> Well, then I guess this is a good time to discuss my new allowance. <laughs> Don't worry, Dad. He's just an exotic dancer that Mrs. Rhodes got for Mommy's birthday. It's just a rental. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Dad dead? <laughs> just in spirit. Well, I gotta go. Bar exam tomorrow. <laughs> So the kids give Peg the presents they got him. I think I forgot to mention that uh, that uh, Al gave them money to buy presents for Peg. And uh, <laughs> Kelly gets Peg Al Jolson's greatest hits. Who's Al Jolson? So Al Jolson was a old-time singer. He was in the very first movie... The talking picture called The Jazz Singer. You guys have probably heard of that. I think I had to watch that in film class, but I don't think I went that day. Uh, he's So basically, they're just implying that Peggy's old. And then Bud's gift is a a jar of wrinkle cream. Mm. I could use that these days, man. That's for sure. But yeah, those are pretty depressing gifts. Like, for reals, you know? But, um, and it's funny, they actually, uh, the album, it's an album, it's a vinyl album, which I think back in 1989, people did still have, I know my parents still had a ton of vinyl albums by then. Um, anyways, the kids are, you're, they're great. And Peggy says something like, when you got your kids, you don't need anything else. <laughs> Al, it's my birthday. Where have you been? A Kahnemawak. <laughs> Francine's? <laughs> I don't know. Have you been a good little girl? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Oh, Steve. I've been bad. <laughs> I've been very bad. Well, come on then. <laughs> yeah, that's a healthy marriage. <laughs> Guess what I got you? A senior citizen's bus pass? <laughs> oh, Al! It's my fancy figure 327. I, I can't believe this. You found it. I got 10 of them, so uh, as long as they live, the guys will always have a roof over their heads. Al, you are the sweetest man in the whole world. I know. Oh, honey. Yeah, that's a healthy marriage. I love that. I don't know why. I mean, seriously, guys, what constitutes a healthy marriage these days? Like, really? I mean, healthy marriage to me is not going to bed angry. 
that's a healthy marriage, you know? Um, just, it, it, this, this episode's different when you're married. I don't know. Like I said, as I get older and I'm married with a child, I can definitely see a lot of similarities between these two people. <laughs> between, you know, my husband and I and Peg and, and Al. I can definitely see some similarities. My husband's not a shoe salesman, but he does very nice things like this. I remember one time and uh he like he will go out of his way to get me things like this like things that are out of stock things that are hard to find he is if there's anything I need like a Starbucks cup or something that is really hard to find he will find it for me and it's the sweetest thing ever it really is I mean when your partner goes out of their way to do things like this that is love right there I'm serious it is and Al loves Peggy and he may not always show it, but he does things like this that are so sweet and just shows how much he loves her. And that's what I love about this uh, show. Because you don't, like I said, you don't see it. There's very, very few episodes where they're lovey-dovey like this. Um, they're usually like just, you know, throwing insults at each other, but which are, which are pretty funny, I have to say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Al finds out or realizes that Peggy has handcuffs on her still from the stripper and he takes her upstairs by the handcuffs and says uh Peg why is there a guy getting dressed in our room and that's obviously the stripper because he had remember he had to get ready for his bar exam so with that said that's like a basic episode of um like a basic storyline but it's funny there's some funny lines this is classic married to children uh and it just gets funnier from here. Honestly, like, my favorite season is five. Four's right under there. But, I mean, it just gets funnier and funnier from here. This is really, like I said, where the show started getting its, uh, taking flight or getting its stride, whatever you want to say. Um, all right, so that is Married Children. Um, I am trying to get my husband to do, to do the South Park podcast, the one I keep talking about on my Facebook page, which, by the way, you can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. And don't forget to leave him a review on iTunes. I, I feel really bad because I keep, I keep taking these breaks, but guys, it's just, it's, I have a new job and it's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on right now. Once it starts getting a little more calmer, then I'll start getting more regular with my podcast, you know? But today I was just like, I want to do a podcast. I really miss it. Because I do. I really love doing this. It's just, it takes a lot of effort. It does. It's not for everybody. That's for damn sure. Uh, so anyways, the South Park episode is called uh, Crippled Summer, I think. It's the one that makes fun of intervention. I mean, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious episode. And... um uh, and then I don't know what I'm going to do after that. I just kind of, I'm just going one, one week at a time here, but I'm going to try to do that with my husband this weekend and we'll try to get that out to you guys. I'll have, so there'll be two this week that I'm dropping. And then, um, then we go back to school and might do some back to school episodes. Uh, summer's pretty much over. I mean, school goes back to Goes back like in another week here. So even though it's 100, 100 degrees still over here in Southern California. 
Um, let's see. Um, I do want to recommend a podcast that I found, a couple podcasts. Um, did you know me and my podcast? I always have to, you know, talk about them. Um, let me see. Yeah. So, I'm still really into true crime. Um, I found a, sh- I found a couple good shows. The one, I want to say, I, I want to, I don't know if I talked about this one. It's called Killer Queens. No, I think I did talk about this one. It's a uh, two sisters, and they talk about true crime. And I've actually, I'm actually a Patreon of them. Uh, that's a good one. There's also one. I just found this one last week. Uh, it's called "Suffer the Little Children," and what it is is a true crime podcast about little babies, kids, you know, even teenagers that were killed by their parents. Uh, which, God, it's so sad, but it happens so much more often than you think, you know? And uh, it's a nice podcast. I, I like that one. Uh, I mean, it's depressing as fuck, man. It is very depressing, but, like, I, some of it I can't, I can't listen to. Um, then there's also one called Murderous Minors, and that's, like, where the kids, it's, like, it's, like, the, uh, the opposite. The kids are killing the parents or the family members. Um... I'm just looking for my things here. Um, I thought I found another one. I, I like True Crime Garage. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it for those. Um, oh! Uh, oh, I, I know a show I can recommend. It's called Evil Lives Here. It's on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, I think it was on the ID channel. That show is scary. Do not watch that alone. Do not watch that at night. Do not watch that with the lights off. That's all I'm going to say. It is scary. It's one of those shows that, like, I'm like, okay, this is going to be really cheesy because it's, like, reenactments, right? But the reenactments are scary. I don't like them. (laughs) I do not like it. But that's a good show. Um, I like that one. And then... I swear I'm missing a show that I, I watch. Uh, I don't remember right now. But anyways, um, I'm kind of getting out of the true crime thing, so I'll, we'll see what my next obsession will be after this. But um, like I said, you can follow me on Facebook at WinTV. It was a great podcast. And um, I will be back this weekend, hopefully, with the South Park episode. And I am definitely going to be doing the Simpsons baseball episode before the World Series happens here. So I will, I will look for that in the coming weeks. I'm definitely going to do that one. Um, and uh, I don't have anything else in my head after that. I, I'll figure it out as I go, guys. All right, so take care. Uh, happy back to school. And um, we'll be talking to you guys soon. Bye. <laughs>